Welcome, this is episode 40 of Sustainable Photography and I'm Ingvild Kolnes. My relationship with Instagram is full of ups and downs. I post and I feel really on top of things and then I forget about it. So today we're talking with an Instagram expert about how to post without all the stress. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Today's guest is Kristen Sturdevant. She's a social media coach and content creator. Over the last seven years, she's worked with international nonprofits, influencers, and several professionals in the wedding and photography industry. She's passionate about authentic storytelling and focuses on creating engaging content online that really encourages connection. She started her own digital branding and design studio called Sunshine Curators. The goal of that is to guide business owners towards finding their shine online. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to Sustainable Photography. I'm really excited to get to know you more and to hear about your background. And I want to know how you ended up as a social media manager. I, and actually, I want to know what a social media manager does. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. I started as a social media manager in 2015. I was in college at the time and I actually started volunteering for some international nonprofits. I was going to school in Nashville, Tennessee, and I started working for one organization specifically that worked in Cambodia and they worked to help communities kind of grow the human trafficking awareness and prevention in those communities. And they also had some different products that they would teach women how to make in those communities. So like a sustainable business program. And yeah, I started volunteering with them and somebody who worked there asked me if I wanted to just volunteer as a social media manager. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I loved writing and I kind of was in this mindset where I wanted to actually started a blog at the time. It was like a nutrition and health blog. So I just knew that I wanted to be in like a creative space somehow, but I wasn't sure what it was. And that was just kind of like what sparked everything for me. It was that one person giving me that opportunity to just be creative and create content for them. And I actually got to travel to Cambodia and do storytelling trips. So I did some photography work for that organization and I continue to do social media and blogging for them for about three years. And then at the same time I was doing that, I got connected with a couple other international organizations, one based in China and one based in Jamaica. And I was doing the same thing. I went on trips with them, um, did photography work and blogging, social media. So I was doing, at the time, it was mostly Facebook, Instagram, and some Twitter. So yeah, that's what kind of sparked my passion for storytelling and social media. And then, like I said, I was in college. So I was getting a degree in entrepreneurship, so a business degree. And when I graduated, I 
moved to Orlando, Florida to work for Disney world for a little while. I thought it was going to be just like a short little thing because I love Disney world. And I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to just go work and do something fun. And I ended up staying there for about three and a half years as a recreation coordinator. But when the pandemic happened, I got furloughed from that job. So I left work for a little while. And at that time I was just, I was bored, honestly. And I was like, you know, I need to do something to kind of get my creativity flowing again. And I reached out to some wedding photographers that I knew and asked them if they needed help with their social media. And because I already knew how to do that, I had done several years worth of it in the past. And sure enough, there were like three people right away that were like, yes, please help me with my social media. So, and from there, that was in 2020 when the pandemic started. And from there, it's just kind of grown into this business. I was able to leave my job at Disney full time and start doing this for several different business owners. And it's been It's been an incredible journey. It's kind of crazy to think (laughs) how quickly it grew and how so many people and businesses need help with their social media. And then to answer your question, what does a social media manager do? So (laughs) I wear a lot of hats, social media managers. I think there's so many different directions you can go with social media management, but I personally mainly focus on Instagram I do manage other platforms, but Instagram is my personal favorite. I'm starting to love TikTok a lot more too, but basically the process for me and my business, um, if I'm doing full social media management for somebody, I am creating content for them. So I, if you're a photographer, then I might have access to like your photo galleries and I would choose photos to go on your grid and then Um, We would come up with different content topics that we would discuss throughout the month and I would create a content calendar. And then within that content calendar, alternate different topics for you. I would be writing all the captions, doing hashtag strategy. um, And then typically my clients have like a scheduling platform, which a lot of people use Tailwind and later those are the top ones that people use. So I go in, create the content post it into those platforms. And then the client gives me final approval before scheduling everything to post. And then sometimes I have full access to social media accounts and I'll do engagement on there as well. I'll do like commenting on other people's posts or responding to DMs. And then sometimes I'll also do like insight reports at the end of the month and I'll give people their numbers for like where we started versus where we are now at the end of each month. So yeah, there's kind of a lot. That is a lot. It sounds really interesting. It must be nice to see that when you take over an account, there's like a lot of progress and and things really happen with it. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's rewarding and both for the client and for me, so. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. So when it comes to sustainability, what does a sustainable business look like to you? I think to me personally, Having a sustainable business means that I am able to run and operate a business while also living a lifestyle that I want to live. That's, you know, I'm not focused on my business all the time. Um, I want to have balance. And I think sustainability is all about balance. So 
I want to be able to do the things that I want to do in my personal life in addition to having my business operate smoothly. So I think there's a lot of things that can go into that, having the right systems in place, making sure you're not the only person doing all the work. But yeah, for me, the main thing is balance. Yeah. Balance is really, really important. What about Instagram? What what role has Instagram played in, in your business? Well, Instagram pretty much is my business. <laughs> so yeah, I think Instagram is such an incredible tool because there is this way that we can connect with other people on that platform that I just haven't seen anywhere else. You know, I know, I think a lot of people have their favorite social media platform. And for me, it's been Instagram just because of the personal connections I've been able to develop with my audience there. And I mentioned kind of starting this business when the pandemic happened. And at that time, I just decided, you know what, there's crazy things going on in the world. And I want to be a source of positivity and joy on this platform. And at that time, I was doing like these dances every day and posting them on my Instagram stories. This was before Instagram reels were a thing. So I was just posting stuff on my Instagram stories every day. And my following grew by, it was something crazy, like 300 during that time. And it was because I was just like being myself and showing up and saying like, Hey, this is a safe space. Like I want to connect with you guys. I want to share stories with you guys and just kind of like bring light into this space. Yeah. So I think just shifting my mindset towards Instagram specifically to being like a platform where I can connect with people and really develop solid relationships with people, whether I know them or not. I think that's been huge for my business. Yeah. It it sounds really great. And Instagram can definitely lead to a lot of cool things like relationships with other people and work opportunities and and all that. But do you have any suggestions on how you can post consistently on Instagram without just burning out and giving up and having to take like a huge long break? Yes. Um, my main tip for that is to develop some kind of content calendar. And I, I'm sure if you're a creative listening to this, you know what a content calendar is. <laughs> and I typically when I'm working with clients, I will come up with that myself and I will kind of collaborate with my client and we'll come up with different topics that are specific to the business or that person. But one of the things that I recommend if you are struggling um, in building a content calendar is to look at your insights on Instagram. So look at your numbers and see what posts are performing the best. That could be your regular posts, your reels, or your Instagram stories. What are the things that people are already engaging with the most? And then kind of do like a brain dump. That's what I like to call it. I just have either like a whiteboard or a piece of paper and I write down a bunch of different content topics and I'll say, okay, these are the things that people already like to see. These are the things that are important to my business. These are the things that are important to me personally. 
And then from there, you can kind of develop different themes. Like uh, these are the things that I see, oh, there's a relationship here. These are like all the things that are personal or the things that I educate people in or the things related to my business. And then you can rotate those content topics every month. An easy way to do that is just developing like a spreadsheet on, I do it on Excel or Google Sheets. And yeah, I just list out every day of the month or however often you're going to post and alternate those topics that I just talked about, those content pillars, that's what I like to call them. Yeah, I I have my content calendar in Excel as well, or Google Sheets, actually. I think it makes it easier to see, like to have an overview of like, yeah, this is what I want to post. But one thing is to post content that, you know, does well, which is kind of what we want. But we have Instagram for our business. So it's important that it actually helps you to make sales. How can you how can you create a strategy that helps you to actually sell stuff and not just get a bunch of likes? Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned you want stuff that does well. And one of the things that I actually focus on a lot in my business and working with clients is kind of shifting the mindset from focusing on the numbers to focusing on building community. And I think, you know, I mentioned this already with Instagram being this place where we can really connect with people in a beautiful way. And when you think about your business, most of the time you want to have good relationships with your clients or your potential clients. And so when you approach Instagram that way, or any form of social media, like, okay, I'm coming to this place to build community. I want people to see that I am going to take care of them, that I am going to serve them well as somebody who is providing them a service. That mindset is everything when it comes to social media. And you talked about having things on your social media that maybe promote people to buy your services. And I think that's the main way to do it is just building trust, um, building that sense of community where people are like, Oh, I trust this person. They see me or they're relatable. They feel like they're authentic. I think that's the main way in my mind and what's worked in the past. And also when I was working for nonprofits several years ago, that was a huge focus. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, Building a Story Brand by Don Miller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that book. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that I read that several years ago and that kind of focus of building a community based around storytelling, that really shifted my mindset about marketing because people relate to stories, right? Like people are gonna relate to something that, they feel like they've been through, or if it's like a pain point that you're hitting or whatever you want to, you want your audience to feel like you see them, like, you know, their pain, you know what they're going through and they can feel safe with you. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's perfect. But I'm sure that you see a lot of the time that people are like doing things on Instagram that just isn't making any sense. Like people are People must be doing things wrong all the time. I'm sure I do something wrong all the time as well. What do you see most people get wrong or do wrong? <laughs> I try not to be too critical of what other people do on social media, but I will say that 
just from my experience working with people, working with creative people and entrepreneurs, the one thing that always catches people up with social media is thinking that you have to be perfect before you show up and you do not have to be perfect. All you have to do is just show up. And I've already mentioned this, but people relate to things that are authentic. And if you show up in a way that's like, oh, I have to have everything put together. I have to have all my makeup done before I get on my Instagram stories or my graphic has to look completely perfect. So, so people trust me or whatever it is, whatever mindset you're in or thinking like, I don't have enough content to post. Or one of the, one of the things I hear a lot from people is I just don't have anything to talk about. And I'm like, okay, but you're living a life. You have stuff going on in your life and you can share so many things, you know, there's, there's a fine line between oversharing, I think, and then creating curated content that people relate to. But at the same time, getting caught up on that, I have to be perfect thing. That is what stops so many creatives from actually showing up and really connecting to their audience. Yeah, definitely. I think so many people overthink like everything has to be right. And yeah. And also at the same time, I do think a lot of people may be oversharing as well, like sharing every little detail that maybe not that many people care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I worked with a lot of photographers. I worked with a lot of wedding photographers specifically. And I always kind of laugh because I would say 90% of the time when I'm first starting to work with wedding photographers, they say something about not having enough content to post or not knowing what to post, but then I get access to their photo galleries and there's thousands of photos. I mean, photographers, literally you have thousands of photos. And I think, I mean, I get it because I used to do some photography and like, you see those photos all the time. And so maybe it's like the subconscious thing, like, oh, these photos are just always here. Like maybe people have already seen these photos, but I guarantee you most of your photos have gone unseen. <laughs> your couple or your clients that you're working with, like they've seen those photos obviously, but you have so much content to post. So yeah, getting caught up on that, like, oh, it has to be perfect, or I don't have enough stuff to post, especially as photographers, just like shift your mindset because you have so much, there's so many beautiful photos in your galleries. And I know it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I hear that actually quite often from photographers, like, oh, I don't have anything to post. I need to go out and take some new pictures. And it's like, how can you be a photographer and, and not have photos to post? Because that's, that's almost impossible. If you post every single day for a year, that's only 365 photos. I mean, you must have more than that. And once you've posted a photo once, you can actually post it again if it's because no one's going to remember like, oh, I think maybe two and a half months ago she posted this already. So yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to be that critical. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, except for yeah. yourself, probably. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Kristen will be right back with more on Instagram. And in case this is the first time you're listening to sustainable photography, you need to know that I'm Ingrid Kolnes, the host of this podcast. 
And my job is to help talented but overwhelmed photographers to get back in touch with the reason why they wanted to be a photographer in the first place. The goal is that you should book your dream clients and not worry so much about the business side of things. I use my seven-step program to support my students in building their confidence and setting boundaries so that they can make a living from their creativity. Come on over to Instagram and let me know what you would like some help with right now. What about you? Have you made any mistakes or done anything that we can all learn from? <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I so I have two Instagram accounts. One is just my name. And then the other one is my business account. And I struggled a lot when I first started my business because before I started my business account on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, like these people, my followers, they, they don't know what I'm doing. At the time I was still working for Disney, but also starting this business on the side. And I just didn't know how to show up. And so I didn't like, I just stopped. I stopped talking about things related to my business, but pretty much all of my business has come from connections on Instagram. And so honestly, there's probably two of my clients who have not found me on Instagram, or at least reached out to me on Instagram in the last two years of doing business. And so I just, I think about that a lot when I'm in that place of like, oh, I, I need to like not share stuff on my personal Instagram because I have a lot of people from like college and high school who follow me on there. And so I'm like, oh, it's not relatable for them. But so many of my friends from college and high school also have started businesses or they know people who might need social media help. And even though it's not something that I want to be posting about all the time, like I mix in a lot of my personal life and travels on my Instagram, I have a much bigger following on that page than I do on my business page. So I, yeah, just shifting my, my thoughts towards like showing up on that page in a like, Oh, nobody's going to relate to this kind of way. I've had to <laughs> take a step back from Instagram for a while. And just kind of get into more of a mindset of people want to hear what's going on in your life. People want to see these things. People are interested in your business and all the things that you're doing. And even if they're not like, who cares if somebody unfollows me, who cares if somebody clicks through my stories, like I need to show up in a way that is like, I've already been saying relatable and authentic and sharing my business is part of that. Sharing what I do is part of my personal life. So, yeah. Cause it's not a matter of like getting everyone to like you. You just want to, you just want the right people to see you and trust you, like you said before. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's not about pleasing everyone. Yeah. And I think that's kind of true of, your follower count as well like yeah so for the most of the time I've had Instagram it's I've probably had less than a thousand followers but I've still had plenty of business uh, and I've made new friends on Instagram I've got to go on trips and travel with with people I've met through Instagram I've gotten tons of opportunities so to think that you have to keep grow growing and growing and having a huge account to get anywhere that's just not the case yeah and a lot of times you'll see some of the accounts that have 
a ton of followers, like maybe their engagement rates aren't uh, as high as an account with a smaller following. I've worked with some brands that have over a hundred thousand followers and like product-based businesses. And it is like pulling teeth to try to get people to engage. So yeah, numbers are not everything. Um, And that's why it's important to focus on building community and building trust because when you have that community, people are going to engage and people are going to take action versus just having high numbers and they're never going to actually buy your services or whatever it is you're offering. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a while back, it was kind of popular to buy followers, I think, like or to get fake ones anyway, because it's it looked like you're doing really well when you had like maybe 10 or 20 or 100,000 followers. And then it's like, yeah, three people liked liked your photo. So it's it becomes pretty apparent that there's like a mismatch there. It doesn't help you anything to have all those followers if they're not really interested. Not at all. <laughs> so if someone wants to hire a social media manager or I don't know, someone to create reels for them or because that's the that's the most important thing right now, isn't it? So what do what what do they do? So are you asking like how do they find somebody or what does a social media manager do in that process? Maybe both. Okay. So I think the best way to find people for something like that, I mean, one, you can search on Instagram, social media manager, or I I think my account says like digital branding, digital design. There's all kinds of things that you can search for on Instagram. Instagram is becoming more of kind of a search engine because there's keywords that you can put in your profile and then they come up when you search. So that is one place to start. There's also several platforms. If you're looking to outsource for like cheap, if you don't have a big budget to do social media management, um, I recommend going to, there's different apps like Upwork or Fiverr where you can get somebody to work for you for pretty cheap. However, (laughs) I will say with something like social media management, it's such a highly personalized service. And if you want somebody to really take care of you and to really take care of the content that's being posted, I think you need to invest in somebody who maybe charges more because people who are charging, you know, 10 or $15 an hour, what content are you going to get from that? Like you have to think about that sort of mindset. It's, I think that's true with a lot of things. Like the more you invest in something, the more you're going to get return on it, um, hopefully. (laughs) So that's not true with everything. But for this service specifically, I would recommend, yeah, just going through your options in those different ways. But I think Instagram is a great place to start because if somebody has like an Instagram account dedicated to Like I do social media management services. These are the posts that I'm making. You can kind of go through and see what their personality is, um, how often they they create posts and then just connect on Instagram. And typically I know I offer this and I've heard of other people offering it too. Typically social media managers will do like a trial period. So like you can work with me for a month. Let's see how this goes. Let's see if we're a good fit working together and then sign a contract from there. As far as actually like creating the posts and reels you mentioned. So if you get started working with somebody, my process 
is typically the first month of working with someone. It's a little bit more time intensive on the client's end because I need to learn about the business. I'm doing like a deep dive into the business, the brand, your personality. I look at different things like marketing materials that you have or emails that you've sent out, um, different social media posts that you've posted in the past, because I really want to know your brand voice and the heart behind your brand. And then from there, that's how we kind of create those content topics, content pillars that I was talking about earlier and create that content calendar. And after that first month of working with me as a social media manager, I normally will batch produce content. So two to four weeks at a time. And the only thing that you would have to do as a client is go in and review that content. Every time I say, Hey, this is ready for you to review. You can edit anything that you don't like, or let me know if there's like a graphic you don't like, or the photo that I choose you don't like. And then I'll do an, I'll do a final round of edits and then it's pretty hands-off for you. So very easy for the reels creation process. There's several different ways that I can do reels creation. One of my favorites right now is I will add in, um, on content calendars. So when I want somebody to post a reel, I will have, okay, this is the real idea. I'll have the concept and then I'll have a link to an example. Like this is a trend, a trending audio. This is something that I saw another photographer do. And I'll be like, okay, this is the link. Go look at this. And you film something similar or with your own twist. And I just ask for the video content from the client. And then I do all of the editing. I'll add in text on the screen. I'll match up the audio, all of that stuff. So again, it's pretty easy on your end. All you have to focus on is looking at the example that I send and then filming something that is either similar or your own twist of that trend that I sent you. And then a lot of times with reels too, I can do stuff without the client actually in it. So especially photographers, as we've been talking about, you have so many beautiful photos. So just doing reels that are only photos or having like a small little video clip at the beginning, maybe you took a video at like one of your elopement sessions of the mountains. And I have that one little clip at the beginning. And then it's like a series of posts from, or a series of photos from that shoot. So there's a lot of different creative ways to do that. And then if I'm working with a brand that's product-based, I could even film stuff myself. I could just ask for the product from that person and film content myself. I do a lot of traveling. So I'm always places where I can get good content for people. Um, and that's something that I've more recently started doing, um, or actually going to film in person for that business. Yeah. So there's several different options. If, if you're like a local business, if you were in Florida, or if I were traveling to wherever you were, I could film stuff for you in person, or I could just ask you to film certain things for me and send it my way. And then I do all of the editing. It sounds a lot easier than having to both think of everything yourself and then doing it because yeah, it is a lot to manage social media as well as all the other things you have to do as a business owner. 
Yeah. And keeping up with all of the things that are trending and just wanting to, you know, beat the algorithm, all of those things, like the focus on social media, I think as a business owner, we should be coming to social media thinking, oh, this is a fun space for me to just expand my business. And when you take the stress away from like wanting to do all these trending things and create all these reels and you have someone else telling you like, Hey, these are the things that you should do. It really allows your mind to kind of go into that more fun, creative space with social media and just making it a place where you can connect with people instead of stressing over all of those details. So yeah, I do think I've heard from a lot of my clients that they just feel like, Oh, this is such a relief. Even though you have to film some things, you are not doing any of the editing. It's all that's on me. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, that does sound tempting. I'm sure to a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. This is just a quick break to say that you'll find me at Ingvild Kolnes over on Instagram. And you can always DM me your questions or takeaways from these episodes. It really helps me to know that you're getting something valuable from these episodes. And it also gives me some insight into what future episodes should be all about. So don't be shy, come over and say hello. But like Instagram changes all the time. Oh yeah. Like for example, right now, what does someone have to do to be able to get actual results from Instagram? Yeah, so I would say the most popular thing right now is definitely video content. So Reels short form video is huge. And that's not just on Instagram. That's every platform. I think video content is the most engaging. It's the most relatable. Um, I am a lot more intrigued when I see video and I stop on those posts longer than I do on just still photographs. So I think, and yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. Maybe it's the, maybe it's just social media itself or the way our generation is kind of shifting more towards, (laughs) we have like a shorter um, attention span. And so when we see something that's like attention grabbing with a video, we're like, oh, I'm going to stop on that for a little while. So reels, if you can. And then I also just, I think it's important with Instagram to, like I was talking about earlier, develop a strategy that feels good to you and not stress on the numbers. Think about just being authentic, showing up in a way that's like, okay, this is an extension of myself, or this is just an extension of my brand. And yeah, mindset and balance is everything when it comes to social media. But if you're looking for a specific way to actually grow on Instagram, I would suggest just crank out the reels. Mm. I just have to say that I sometimes hear on Instagram specifically from photographers that they're annoyed that Instagram is changing because it used to be just a photo app and now it's like there's all sorts there on there now and, and video especially and reels right now and they just want to go back to the way it used to be with photos and stuff because I'm a photographer I want to share my photos because that's what I do and if you're listening right now and you're thinking that, I want to just say that just the fact that there's a photo app and you're a photographer, that's a privilege because most businesses, they don't do photos. Like a hairdresser would still advertise using photo or video and it's not like their way of advertising would be to cut people's hair. 
So if you have to make reels to be able to make it on Instagram, I think that's just the way it is. So yeah, there's there's something around that that I feel like is really important to get across. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. And by no means am I saying like, stop posting photos. I think having photos mixed in with your reels, especially as a photographer, it's always going to be something that your audience wants to see, right? Like your audience or your potential clients, they come to your page and they're going to want to see photos that you've taken in the past, Mm -hmm. but mixing in reels, it's going to be more engaging. It's going to create more of a connection with your audience. They're going to be able to see more of your personality. So having a mix of all those beautiful photos that you have carousel posts mixed in with reels is huge right now. And also I would suggest as photographers, you know, get on Pinterest. If you want to share your photos, post pins on Pinterest. People sleep on Pinterest, but I I worked with somebody recently who we started posting just stuff from her blog, like reposting stuff. Sometimes it was the same thing, like over and over again, we just did different keywords and posted kind of like in different ways for blog posts. And she was a wedding photographer and she went from like 300 views on her website per month to 30,000 views per month. And that was just from Pinterest alone. (laughs) And yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that you can do in addition to Instagram And yes, it is changing a lot, but if that's something that you're like frustrated with, or you think, I just want to get my photos out there. I would really look at Pinterest because that's kind of becoming more of what Instagram used to be in a way, not in the community sense, but just being able to share content. So Mm, yeah, definitely. Pinterest is, is different uh, in that way. It's an easy way to share photos and it's a lot easier to like automate. I use Pinterest and it's just like, I don't do anything with it. It just happens on its own. And Instagram, you kind of have to be more hands-on. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great addition to have for photographers. It's something that's, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, especially if you hire someone to help with it, you really don't have to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. (laughs) So Kristen, what would you recommend doing to be able to build a sustainable business? I think my top tip for that is just not to take yourself too seriously. Add in time for fun, add in things that you love to do. I personally have an adventure fund. So I set aside a certain amount of money every time I get paid to be able to go travel and do things that I want to do. (laughs) And going back to just having balance in your life and in your business, I think it's just so important to build a business that you're able to still do the things that you love to do where your business is not your life. Yeah, very. That's very, very true. So if the listener wants to learn more from you and get to know you better, where do they go? Yeah. So I mentioned this already, but I have two Instagram platforms. So I'm most active on my personal Instagram, which is Kristen Sturdivant. And then my business Instagram, if you want to learn more about social media specifically, and I post like tips and fun reels and stuff on there, it's called Sunshine Curators. 
So those are the two places. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for having this talk with me, Kristen. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.